Welcome to the Rogues Alliance Actual Play Podcast, where a few friends sit down every two weeks to play some games and record the fun for you, the listeners. The heroes buy a ship as the plan comes together. Two of the players have to leave early, but the show must go on. In Episode 4, The Attack Begins. So, as always, I am Jamie, and I will be jamming you today. I'm Ryan, and as always, I'm playing Jad Lackbreath, the Duros Ace. And this is Jason, I'm playing Vec, the Human Demo Man. I am Alan, I am playing Gardolo, and I am a Corellian mechanic. I'm James, I'm playing 0B1, a droid soldier. I'm Brittany, I'm playing Cass Wakoit, a human ace gunner. And I'm Andrew, I'm playing Davik Ulatz, a Doros mechanic. Before we jump in back into the storyline, because we are kind of screen wiping over you guys going out and finding a ship and whatnot... We're going to go through the catalog of ships that you have your options for. Literally data pads. <laughs> <laughs> Online shopping. Uh, I bet you that the triplets are teasing me the entire time. <laughs> Probably. Mm-hmm. Your first option that I will give you is a, uh, a typical light freighter, very similar to the Millennium Falcon. The YT-2400 light freighter. Looks like this. For those who have played Shadows of the Empire. Yes. Yep, it's the Outrider. It's that similar type of ship. That is one option. And uh, this is, I think, literally going to play into, essentially, what the cover story is. Or why you're saying you were buying this ship, rather than why you're actually buying it, may lead towards your choice of ship. So your next option is the Wayfarer Class Medium Transport. This one is all about the cargo. So it's got a giant cargo pod that literally attaches to the side of it. Carries the most stuff. Next, Fire Spray 31 Class Patrol and Attack Craft. Oh, that ship. Sweet. As much as I think that would be awesome, it sounds like if we're doing the whole merchant guild thing and trying to get a high profile <laughs> yeah, yeah. off the planet, the first one you showed us would be the best for that one. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. uh, And the last one is the YV929 Armed Freighter, a 22 meter long light freighter produced by the Karelian Engineering Corporation. Either way, this one actually kind of skirts the line between the two in that it is much more robust, can take a hit a lot more, but is still basically a cargo hauler. Um, it was made by a Karelian engineering firm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you want me to narrow it down to the Corellian ones? If the Corellian ones are options, then yes. All right, so that because one goes away. We are literally trying to use Corellian Merchant Guild credentials to get an unstated uh, Merchant Guild official off planet because <laughs> right. of the unstable so, situation. That's the YV929. That's the armed transport that's Corellian. Okay. So there's that option or that option. So which one is a uh, an official more likely to travel on? When there's terrorist attacks happening. Yeah. Either one, really. I mean, they're both essentially freighters, right? Now, the armed freighter was originally designed to be heavily armed as a defense against pirates and rebel raids, and also features very strong shields. Is that the Millennium Falcon squeak, or is that the first one? Uh, that's the one that looks kind of like a brick. Then that's probably what we're going for, because it's in the middle of a terrorist attack, and oh god, we have to get these poor Corellian Merchant Guild officials off planet. (laughs) It is classified as a gunship. Yes, it is, but I think that's partially because there is no freighter section in the uh, oh. Age of Rebellion book, right? Like, it goes okay. gunship to cruiser. Yeah, it does. It is classed as a light train. It's an armed transport. gunships. Yeah, so, I mean, again, if the other guy who's taking the obligation hit is good with it, I'd say that's better than the fucking gunship yeah. But it doesn't <laughs> handle that well. It, it, <laughs> it does not handle well. that well. It's got minus one handling. Well... well then you should suck the obligation and make the decision. <laughs> um, Which one do you want? <laughs> so, because you and I are paying the cost. 
What's the uh, stats for the other one? Because I have the stats for YT-2400. Alright, so the stats for the YV-929, going through them really quickly, so pay attention. Yeah. It is a silhouette of 4, a speed of 3, a handling of minus 1. Uh, it has one shield of 2 and one shield of 1, default setting at, at 4 and aft. Armor rating of 4, uh, hull threshold of 23, strain threshold of 15. It's got hyperdrive, its sensor range is medium, ship complements is one pilot, one co-pilot, two gunners, it can take six passengers, encumbrance capacity of 80, it has six months consumables, it has one customization hard point, and then for its weapons, it has two triple light blaster cannons, a turret mounted twin light ion cannon, two forward and one rear mounted concussion missile launchers. So... That definitely has way more weapons on it, <laughs> but at the same time, this one, like in terms of just hearing what the stats were for the other one, mm-hmm. um, this one would be better, like the YT-2400 would, would be better for, like, because it has both the same stats, better handling, um, it has a, a higher hull threshold, it has five hard points. I'm, I do like customization. If I think that they're both equally viable to get in a, an official loop, then... Do you want to go for the fucking Millennium Falcon? Loop? I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking the 2400. Yeah, just trying to find the. As far as I'm concerned, if, if, if he and I are spending the obligation, it's a decision between he and I. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it, it does say in the description, it was like, while officially built as a, as a civilian freighter to be used for legitimate business, currently in engineering, is marketing, and development. Uh, uh, Edge of the Empire, page two sixty five. The majority of the customers are perhaps on the far side of one. I put forward the proton grenades for the uh, the explosives. Proton grenades have a 4 rarity, and there is Detonite, which has a 2, uh, which is shittier, but because they're trying to get stuff, if rarity is the problem. Proton grenades are still better, but Detonite will book up them. Speaking as the one most likely to be flying it, I think the YT-2400 is probably the better option. I think we already... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just throwing in my opinion. I think yeah, it's more versatile. Okay. Okay. You, gun you pay the obligation, you get to that. But he's agreeing with you. I don't care. <laughs> Alright, so <clears throat> I suppose we should state very clearly for the recording that uh, Dar and Davik are spending some obligation to access uh, additional resources so that we can move the prince off planet. And those resources are my familial obligation. So there's going to be some nice licensing and registration of a Corellian Merchant Guild ship, and the debt obligation of Davik is that in his backstory he had decided that Dolo Industries, whether the people that subsidized his escape from the uh, swoop bike scandal, and so we've decided for the sake of spending the obligation that Davik still had some space on that credit line and has begrudgingly agreed to bankroll the party for this part. <laughs> and so I think the plan seems to be that Gar and Obi-Wan are going to be going to uh, blow up the ship as a distraction, and the rest of us are going to try to rescue the prince from the prison. Andrew. Yes. Your debt to the Dolo family. Yes. Is raising by 20 points. Oh, God. Your family obligation, Alan, is raising by 20 points. Yep. Just so everyone knows, this now puts your total obligation at 90. (laughs) And just part of me is just like, how much is that ship? 130,000 credits. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) If I actually did it according to, like, the the 10 equals 2,500 that starting gives you, it wouldn't have happened. (laughs) Good thing I have marketable skills. Skills that'll... 
hopefully help me pay off my debt. Yeah, lucky man. When I ended up working for Dolo Industries, it was because I only had one marketable skill, <laughs> and he almost got me in jail. So that puts my total obligation up to thirty. Yes, it does. Yeah. Ooh, it's got a backup hyperdrive. Fantastic. Shut up, pilot. <laughs> <laughs> and Andrew, you had five originally. Yeah. So it puts you at twenty-five. Yeah. First off, you contact triplets originally because <laughs> they're the only ones you can get through to because the planet is currently under a lockdown. <laughs> yep. And there's a whole lot of heckling and hassling and uh, yep. uh, to their beautifully crafted hollow net avatars. <laughs> oh yeah, <they're> gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were looking at three very finely, like almost sculpted, beautiful humans. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they could be hollow stars. Eventually, Dietlum comes on, and uh, you get yelled at and lectured for a good solid hour about <laughs> Now he knows what it feels like. Yes, Pappy. Well, no, <laughs> no, no, you're right. Of course, Pappy, but no. <laughs> yep. No, you're absolutely right, Pappy. Yep. Yes, Pappy. I suppose that's probably for the Rebels instead. The development opportunities that you spotted... Well, the development opportunities... Yeah, I can bring it up, but I mean, like, it's going to probably be a little while in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm going to point it out and just be like, well, well, yeah, you know, Pappy, if, if, well, if, if he got low-level merchant clearance, I, I think that the Corellian Merchant Guild might might be interested in some of the uh, factories here. Well, it, it, yes, Pappy. Well, no, no, I guess they're not that nice, Pappy. Well, no, no. You could repurpose. Yes, Pappy. Yes. <laughs> no. No, you, you. They could probably build that. They, no, pro- they probably couldn't build that. That. Well, no, they couldn't build that. Well, well, there, there was at least one refinery. Well, Pappy, I, I was driving by pretty fast. This is even funnier to me in the idea that this is essentially taking place in the main floor of a church mm-hmm. that is just an open room that's been subdivided into certain areas. Like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With, like, blankets. <laughs> and keep in mind that Gar stands six foot one, and he's a big-looking guy, and, like, as this conversation's going, he's looking a little shorter. Like, <laughs> like you were talking about you need to feel that obligation. Gar yep. feels that <laughs> obligation right now. Yep. It's heavy. All right, Jason, how many proton grades did you need? For the tunneling? Yeah. Is this just narrative, or is there a mechanical thing that you're looking for? No, it's just, I don't know how my hit points walls would give. Yeah. They managed to get you uh, two proton grenades and then uh, a case of detonite to work with for your various tunneling needs. Okay. So as he and I are strapping the tripod onto the back of the skiff, I assume that he could be rigging something, some sort of engine injector and kind of walking me through the process of how you trigger it. <laughs> The computer expert here could probably set the timer so that when it goes click, and I mean, so that everything's nice and synchronized. Yep. So that our explosion will go ten minutes before your explosions go. You know, just enough time for the Empire to start coming down on our heads. <laughs> yeah. Does it say whether or not detonite is a solid charge or has anything liquid involved with it? So I'm going to see if I can set up something that can have you feed this straight into the fuel it takes. I'm going to say that instead of an ancient sword, they actually found you a vibro sword. And a vibro sword is a melee weapon. It has a uh, damage of plus two, crit of two. Yep. Range is engaged. Yep. Encumbrance is three. Okay. It is uh, three hit points, and then it has defensive one, pierce two, and vicious one. Anyway, that they can give me something that might have a little bit of soak value to wear, considering I'm going to get shot at. <laughs> yeah, they can give you powdered armor. Okay. 
can we all get padded armor? Or those of us that would like it? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Can they? You guys are starting to ask for a fair amount here. I think if uh, you guys want more stuff, one of those points might need to be flipped. <laughs> I don't want it that badly. And is the padded armor for me to keep? Or to you? They'd like it back, but let's be honest, you're probably keeping it. Yeah. Ryan, did you get something yet? No, I didn't. Uh, you know padded armor, right? When you said it, I was like, Really? I was just expecting another piece of metal to swing people. It's like Christmas. <laughs> so, uh, did you find it to you? Um, Rebo, in fact, looks rather yeah, nervous as he's giving this to you. He's like, this, like, this so was from long, a collection. Like, to and from oh, oh, and but as you're looking, you realize that this is probably from a museum. Okay. So I turn it on. My, my droid sort of clinks all of his different joints uh, and goes, training module initiated. <laughs> Sith mode. Safety's off. Rebo goes, I'm sorry, what mode? Sith mode. Safety's off. What is Sith mode? Spins real fast. <laughs> you know about this? Yeah, I think he's just trying to say Sith. Uh-huh. Which yeah. is the noise the droid makes before he kills somebody. He's got a big hole in his head. What's the problem? Sith mode. Sith. Oh. No, Sith. He's, he's trying to say Sith, I think. He's got a hole in his head. <laughs> oh. He says the thing, and then he kills real good. Like, real good. <laughs> That's why my daddy gave him to me. Droid, are you fully operational? Record state, one gyro is malfunctioning. <laughs> Please define Sith mode. For advanced training of advanced Padawan. Rebo literally sits down on the floor, like just has a moment of being like, and, and collapses down and just kind of like, oh my god, oh my. We'll fix him. You put this droid in combat? Yeah, we'll fix yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you should see the blood <laughs> that he throws. He just spins like nobody's business. Look, I know he's damaged, but we'll fix it. It'll be fine. He's not damaged. He's an heirloom. He's an artifact. Yeah, heirloom of the Dodo family. Belongs <laughs> <laughs> to my daddy. Look, you might he was talking to uh, the guy was talking to him. Oh, you hot spawn Corellians. Oh, my. Uh, he might. Hey, you ain't talking about Corellia like that. <laughs> Corellia is as big as all outdoors, and you ain't talking about Corellia like that. <laughs> like, I can holster the gun to like down on the side, but I just slip my hand in for the knuckles. Like, this is not the time or place to be talking about my homeland like that. Okay, okay, I, I apologize, I apologize, but. Look, right. We, look, we get it, he's old. We can replace the parts, it'll be fine. <laughs> I can't believe that what she said about home. State your previous owner. Previous owner? Wow. Records corrupted. Define Padawan. Jedi trainee. You are a Jedi droid! I can't believe that you think the most important thing about this conversation is that. After you said what you said about Corellia. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. So, Deetlum is getting stuff off second hand now? I thought he gets the stuff made. Well, I think it depends what works best for the family. Maybe we should keep this in the down low. I don't know if people should know that he's getting used materials. Oh, yeah. Well, I sometimes wonder if maybe I ain't the favorite son. Rebo's degree, being one of those college kids, was in ancient civilizations and my anthropology. Like, he's just like... Cause especially because that's one of the things where it's like, you know... The anthropology kids whisper about it when they're at the bar together because they're not allowed to study or research it. While this was going on, I was going to like sort of take Kaya aside and um, you know just ask her if they happen to know any know anything about you know 
If you finish that sentence with swoop racing, (laughs) (laughs) who might have, you know, um, (sighs) conducted the killing or the assassination and the sort of the credit trail direction? Anyway, you know what I mean, though. Are you asking if she knows or if she can find out? If she doesn't know, I'm going to ask if she can find out. She doesn't know. Okay. She's like, I assume an Imperial, but I can find out. I'll try. So she kind of goes away for that. So Kai is currently orchestrating the discovery of information, the acquiring of slicer tech gear, the acquiring of explosives. You're just given a gun. That's already there for you. (laughs) Yay! Um. I have two guns now. (laughs) After we get the prints... Once it's figured out, we need to figure out where we're going to rendezvous after we have the prince, because we're going to be separated from them. And are we retreating back to the sewers? Are we going straight for the ship? What is the plan? Is the ship going to be ready and we know about it in advance? How does this all work? I assume for what we've paid that we know that which ship it is that we're getting. Oh, yeah. So what's the nearest sewer to that dock? You find it on a map. Yeah. Just be like, well, I'll figure fallback's here, but as soon as the ship goes up, we should be racing to meet you, and if we catch up, great, we'll assist you and run gun the whole way. But failing that, fallback's at this spot. Alright. Don't worry, Obi-Wan. Don't let him talk to you like that. We know that you're good, man. Uh, he told me I was a Jedi droid. <laughs> I know, just forget about it, it's fine. I don't know what that is either. But you're great, don't let anybody say anything otherwise. <laughs> Depending on how far into the conversation that came in, Reba was either been losing his mind, like, I can't believe this, oh my god. At one point, ran off to his cot and came back with notes later on, like, in a pad of paper. No, no, when he goes to the cot, I'm following with still with the knuckles egg, so I want to I, I hear him apologize for dissing Corellia. He did apologize. No, 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 like, he, I need to believe that he's sorry. <laughs> Alright, so he heads to his cot and, like, doesn't even notice you're behind him. Oh, he heads he there. turn around. And yeah, exactly, because he's going to head there, flip. Pull out a bunch of papers and flip through. He's like, oh, this is so exciting. I can't believe this. I can't believe it. Oh. I'm sitting here flexing the knuckles <laughs> in my hands. i be like, yes? I think I need to hear a real apology about Corellia. Um, but... Like, I gotta believe it. Uh, That's my home. I'm terribly sorry. I... I didn't mean anything by it. I just got excited and caught up in the moment. You, yeah, yeah why, why was that the first thing that popped in your head? <laughs> I just, as much as nostrils flare and as I can get her here, right? Like, <laughs> it's kind of like, I, 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 I don't know. I was I was all caught up and distracted. I, did you understand this? Yeah, I did. <laughs> why was that? The first thing that popped in your head, like, you know, like as I'm poking him in the chin, like, you can see the knuckles glinting under the light here, right? Like, yeah, as I'm always like, well, your accent reminded me of, of Corellia as I was angry. Uh-huh. So I'm the reason that you thought it'd be a good idea to insult all Corellia? I, I wasn't trying to... Tell me you're sorry. <laughs> I did. I apologize. I'm sorry. I, I am. All right. I'm terribly sorry. I don't want to hear none of that again. Of course Now, not. after the mission, if I ain't hear none of that sass, I'll buy you a drink to show you that bygones is going to be bygones. But none of that again, or I'm going to think this is a lie. I turn around and walk off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm just going to wander off. She'll be like, good kid. 
A little narrow-minded in his views, though. He's going to slip the knuckles back into my coat. <laughs> so I ain't right to generalize about a whole planet like that. <laughs> you just keep going back to the speeder. <laughs> I'm just glad that it's directed at somebody other than me for once. <laughs> um, Rebo then goes off somewhere else, potentially in the area of the, the refreshers. <laughs> Uh, eventually, Kaya does come back and finds Jad and says, I wasn't able to confirm, but we have had reports that there's a bounty hunter by the name of Jodo Cast who arrived on planet yesterday. He is the most likely suspect in the King's assassination. I actually do want to make a call out. It is 11.16, which puts us at our yeah. first time for those who wanted to edit. All right, James, are you going home? I kind of want to blow up a Lambda, Lambda shuttle. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to blow a Lambda shuttle? Sure. Does that essentially mean that you're just chilling out, though? Yep, I don't give shit. Alright, cool. I'm not on that mission either. Can we give them NPCs? Yeah. Can you be the guy with the, the big <laughs> gun? Well, here's the... I'm Grundor. Are you guys taking the speed? I thought you guys were taking the speeder, and that's why there was only two of you going. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, but, but, the rebels are going to ground yeah. and rejoining the civilian population and hiding. Like, yeah. like they do not want their faces attached to this. No, but you guys do have rebels helping you, right? Yes. Yeah. But, like, I, I figure the Rebels are probably, like, hanging off the skiff that we're trying to sneak back over there. And he and I and the... What's it called? Detonite? Yeah. Yep. yeah. I essentially have a backpack-sized thing of detonite. How much encumbrance did you say? Four. Yeah, it's four <laughs> encumbrance. So I can carry it. It is not easy. But it does push me over encumbrance a bit. And it does force some penalties, which I have looked up. You might need to look out for me a little bit uh, at that point when I'm moving detonite across an open landing pad. <laughs> I'm a Jedi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Droid. Don't worry about it, man. So I'm picturing we're probably going to need a couple of rebels to help us cross the pad, but I figure most of them should be firing from the warehouse. Because I, 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 the way that you described it, I'm picturing landing pads and then all the warehouses for the docks and things like that. Yeah. And so I kind of want them to be reasonably well covered, be able to put down enormous amounts of suppressing fire, which is what the giant Gatling gun is going to help with. And we are going to be the ones that are going to have to get our asses across that stupid thing and get into the Lambda shuttle and then shove the giant backpack of detonite into the engine and rig the timer to the ship systems and then get our ass back onto that speeder bike and then signal the rebels that they all need to go to ground. Now, am I missing anything, or does this sound like a half-decent plan? Mm, sounds good. And then at some point, we're going to have to figure out how to get that speeder bike into the sewers, because we're going to have to try to meet up with them. You are a grunter operator of the minigun. That's Prosco, apparently. Yep. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Take this, flip to the adversary section for the Rebel Alliance subsection, and find yourself a character. Pick something that's a rival. Okay. Same with you, Ryan. Pick a rival, not a nemesis. Specifically because we have already described that these guys are not up to the same R as yeah. you guys are. How many guys are we getting? Because we need enough to make this work, but not so many that they can't immediately run to ground. So what number is that? Because I can't. I'm, I, I don't know exactly what the population's right, but like how many guys, guys they have. For the sake of simplicity, do you just want to go with the two? Because then... I'm going to focus on these two. I'm going to say you have probably about six. Right. So like a pack of minions. This is a rival, but it sounds way better than what like you described as me having. Okay. Uh, Rebel Spec Force Infiltrator. Oh, Special Forces. Rebel Soldier. But it's a rival. Use the stats. You're just not Spec Force. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Actually, yeah, I think I'll use the same one. If they're providing cover fire so we can cross the platform, you're going to be the ones sweeping out troops that come in to the nests. Right about this time, my droid is the closest thing to happier droid can feel. Yeah, because I suspect that the moment that the minigun starts putting down suppression fire, a lot of troopers are going to be ordered to shut that minigun down. And it's your job to make sure the minigun keeps firing. <laughs> I figure maybe a good round of me bracing myself and being like, Alright then! <laughs> and then again, laying out some covering fire, and then the next round is gonna be me and whatever rebel guy wants to help me, because if there's a guy helping me, we actually suck significantly less penalties because of the shared weight. Mm-hmm. And I'm picturing like a, a giant backpack thing so that it could be one of us could hold each side, or if one of us goes down, you can roll it up onto the backpack. So, I mean, I'm almost thinking like, a, you know those armored welding canisters? It looks almost like a propane tank, but the it's, it's armored in case that you drop it on a worksite. Mm-hmm. Uh, picturing something like that is what we've got the bomb strapped into. <laughs> so, how long have you been playing Sith mode? And what was up with tossing up the Sith code there? Because don't think I didn't notice that. <laughs> well, I was, I was looking at it, and I'm like, okay. Training droid, droid for Padawans. So there would be two sets of, of programming, right? right. Th- this is the code, and this is what you should do. But if we need you to be able to fight Sith, <laughs> we need to be able to train you to do that. <laughs> Well, we can have a droid do it without fear of it falling to the dark side. So, why did you say the code before entering Sith mode? If you've looked at what my character's been doing so far, uh-huh. I've been doing a lot of killing. Yeah, I know. That's not a real good Jedi. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I, I like the fact that you keep tossing out corrupted memory file. <laughs> so you might not even be clear which file you're pulling. Well, that's, that, that, I thought. Yeah, and, and so the description of my character, I'm a droid, and so I look... Very much like a picture I pulled, but I have a dent in my head. I was probably decommissioned because of damage. A Jedi or Padawan probably threw something against the side of my head and knocked me out. Right. And then they were like, hmm. So yeah, there's probably a malfunction <laughs> in Obi-Wan. But as stated, I guess, a number of times, mm-hmm. he spins real good. <laughs> oh. and, and so my character, like, for, for Droid, they never needed to fix it. No. Because... To them, it's it does it does it does what it should. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> and just to be clear, the insult that Rebo threw at me was "hut spawned Corellian." Okay, <laughs> which is probably extra insulting to Corellians. Like, aside from the general diss against Corellia that's related to the huts. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised that your Corellian guy didn't take more offense at the slur. <laughs> Why, you got it covered. Yeah. <laughs> and boom, goes the church. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, those Imperials. <laughs> yeah. You know what the worst part is? Oh. Considering they're in such a need manpower need, Kaya probably wouldn't have punished me all that that bad for being up uh, Rico <laughs> before a mission. Because we literally have a couple hours before the uh, execution. Yep. Well, he made a nasty slur. I beat the ever living shit out of him. Has anyone realized we're not really good people? <laughs> Nerfix is great. <laughs> so, what was the name of the ship we got? The YT what? It's a YT2400. And would its owner like it to have a name? Andrew and I will have to discuss that because, right. again, he's the other one who paid yeah. the. Because, although, again, I suspect it's licensed to me or. In my name, under the Merchant Guild, yes. we'll, we'll have to work out exactly how that is. But yeah, it's licensed to you. Well, to your family. Yeah, yeah. No industries. Okay, so who's the pilot? I'm sorry, that's 
confidential information. Do you have a warrant? It's like, well, why wouldn't you tell us? It's like, well, we can't get into a policy of releasing corporate uh, secrets to the authorities without proper protocol. That would just set a bad precedent. You have uh, been introduced to uh, the two leads for your uh, rebel sympathizers, Brosco and uh, Ryan. What's your character's name? Grint Carlum. All right, Grint. Brosco <laughs> and Grint. What race are you? I'm a Twi'lek. And I was a planetary taxi driver. I like smugglers, death sticks, and spaceships. I dislike stairs, Pazak clubs, and planetary exploration. <laughs> you go where you know. Do you go chasing waterfalls? <laughs> that's why he's a taxi driver. He knows his route, and that's it. It's like, I did a cab to the burbs. Oh, I ain't taking you there. <laughs> you ain't taking me there. <laughs> Just call somebody else. I do ISIS City, okay? That's. <laughs> You, uh, you're introduced, and uh, each of you guys have three men kind of underneath your command, which you've never commanded anyone before. Yes. Has enough time passed for me to get my strain back? Yes. Okay. And you hop onto uh, the skiff. Have you loaded up the gun onto the skiff, or is that... Yeah, no, it's loaded. It's covered right now, but it's loaded. It's, it's loaded. Yeah. So, like, uh, it's a fucking Humvee right now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> do, uh, do you have ranks in gunnery? F no. F no. Uh, what ranks? What are your skill ranks? I've got melee, or perception, ranged light, uh, skullduggery, and stealth. What's the melee? Uh, melee is two. What's and the range light? Two. I'll let uh, you change the melee to gunner if you want. Sweet. So you guys all load up onto this skiff and you head on out, driving your way through, and you're heading over to the starport. Now, the way that this works is that there's the civilian starport, and right next to it is the Imperial cordoned off landing bay areas, right? Like, this is where the TIE fighter squads land, and then the shuttle, the Imperial shuttles land. So I'm figuring the light infantry guys need to be getting onto the buildings in, uh, in the civilian side. They need to start taking pot shots. Then the Humvee with the Gatling gun needs to roll into Imperial-controlled area. <laughs> and then the following turn, I and a dude need to start making the trek across the open space. <laughs> All right, well, I'll say that your guys getting up on the civilian side, do they manage that just fine? Right. I mean, like, I'm, I'm, can you guys think of anything else? Because, I mean, like, we need that gunner in position to, like, lay down some good cover fire. And the only way that I can think of that happening is by having people pop shotting off of these buildings. Yeah, because, I mean, like, <laughs> you would be in charge of some light infantry up on there, yeah. and it would be you, like, sniping these guys out. Okay. And it would be you and your, like, couple of minions or whatever rolling the Humvee in. in. And then once you guys all have the good covering fire down... I and a random rebel dude need to make the run, and as the soldiers are coming in, you need to be protecting this fucking Humvee. Is this all good plans, guys? This is all a plan, and that is all we yes. ever ask for. As long as the buildings are medium range, yeah. Are the buildings medium range? Sure. All right. <laughs> I will allow uh, medium range, but I'm going to finish my descriptions. <laughs> <laughs> so as I said, there's the civilian starport, the Imperial landing pads off the side, which have, you know, small walls up around certain points. Two ATST walkers are currently doing a patrol around this, this general area. Not positioned in one spot, but they kind of like, you know, every once in a while they'll see one kind of walk by, and while they do kind of disappear behind buildings every once in a while, because the buildings are fairly tall at certain points, observation does show that the uh, the starport seems to be the center point of their patrol pattern. Can a minigun take down a mini walker there? Potentially, yes. Well, I mean, we didn't think we were going to win this. I'm a Jedi droid. <laughs> I reckon that when they get behind the building is when uh, Grit there should start his shots, and we should roll on in. What's thinking? 
You said that we didn't think we were gonna. Of course, we're gonna win. Did you see this thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got this. All right. <laughs> I like spin it a little bit. <laughs> All right. I'm suitably impressed. <laughs> Alright, so then, in that case, then, going off of this plan, let's find out how well these initial things start. So, Ryan, I would like a, um, I would like cool checks from all of you. Two success, two advantage. Oh my god. <laughs> I got a success and three advantage. I need to see what I can spend my advantage on. Two success, two advantage for me. Yeah, you don't spend advantage in this. No. If two checks are tied, the check with the more advantages is ranked higher. Oh, okay. Joe. Jason had one success and two advantage. James. I got one success on my one die. Alright, so that one they don't get this time around, so we're jumping down. Alright, so normally speaking we're starting with an enemy slot, but they have no idea something's on the go. So along the way I forgot how horrifying this gun is. It was about the time we put it in a box, I betcha. Chad remembers. <laughs> they didn't trigger auto-fire. What? <laughs> so, with two advantage they can trigger auto-fire. And do another of its base damage. Its oh. base damage is twelve. Oh. I'm curious. Why I don't understand why I don't get the advantage. Under cool presence's advantage from cool check may be spent to give a character additional insight into the situation. Hand he may notice an additional complication before it comes into play against him, or identify an object that can be directly used against his opponent. Examples could be a rogue asteroid during a dogfight, a security officer near a sniper target, or a magistrate's predilection towards a particular style of argument. And so, does that mean that if I can't spend this advantage, is the expectation that I would be spending my first turn not doing anything, but rolling a pool check so that I could potentially get these bonuses? Um, sure. I'll do it your way for now. I'm going to look into it for later. But for now, what would you like your three advantage for? Can I spend all three such that when we blow the Humvee skiff the, uh, through the gate, that we can park it in such a way that the operators gain deflection to those who are firing on it. Gain deflection. Or sorry, defense. Range of defense. Mm. So they get a, a setback die against them? Anybody firing on them would gain a setback die. Sure. Yep. So, I mean, that would be... I'd be willing... So, essentially, they're using the edge of the skiff as, like, almost a barricade. Yes. For round three, yes. Uh, for the first round, for sure. Eventually, the people might start doing things to get rid of that. But, yes. Okay. Okay with that. I'm not super expecting the... Skiff to survive this, so I just kind of want its hulk to be there and Strut still to be pointing the minigun in the right direction. Right. That's what I want my advantage to be doing. Roscoe's making it back. <laughs> Roscoe can make it back, but Roscoe might have to pull the clutch off of the minigun and carry the minigun away. It's got like a pin. You pull the pin out to disconnect it from the. Alright, okay. So Jason also had advantage. Yeah, I, I had uh, two advantage, and so he. No. That the minigun has a pin that you can pull out in case things go south? Yeah, I mean, I, I know it normally. Sure, in case things go south so that I can um, disconnect it as a maneuver. Sure, yeah. I guess, if, is there anything that I can spot from my vantage point? It would be a good distracting target to start taking pot shots at. Fuel tanks for Starfighters? Perfect. <laughs> Refuel tanks. <laughs> Big red barrels. Yay! <laughs> Enemy is caught unaware and does not manage to take their first slot that they would normally get, so we have two player slots. I'll take the first one and head up into the buildings and... Should I start shooting before or after we have the big skiff? Oh, before. Because yeah. we want... All right, we, we, don't, we, we want all of the guys at the, the gates yeah. to be going, 
there's rebels up there as we right. drive them. <laughs> All right, perfect. So in that case, then yeah, we, I, uh, me and my boys open up, open fire on some of them uh, nice, pretty red barrels. Of and in case it's not clear, the, our speeder is hidden in uh, nearby where they are. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because we're on the skiff right now. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So we start taking pot shots at some barrels. At the barrels? Yep. We got this, Ob. Uh, all right, all right. So that's going to be a, a hard difficulty check because of your distance. Uh, uh, I am, however, going to knock that down to an average for you because the, some non-moving target. The response you get is pieces a lie. There is only passion. Two ring lights. That sounds mighty pretty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if Rebo were here, Sith mode would be like, "Is that the Jedi code?" I turned into Sith mode to do this mission. Yeah. <laughs> That sounds right pretty. We're gonna have to write a poem about that. <laughs> Alright. So we have a net of two success. Two successes, you hit the uh, barrels. They uh, explode up in a, a fiery column. There are currently you see four patrols of stormtroopers that are kind of maneuvering their way around this launch pad. Actually, I'm gonna say it's gonna be three patrols of stormtroopers, and then there's uh, one grouping of TIE pilots who are just, you know, there to kind of do some maintenance on their birds. And everyone kind of Looks up toward the column of fire that's like, what? What's, what's And then a few more pot shots from your uh, rooftop vantage draws the eye, and they start shedding it towards you. Player slot number two. What's he gaining for his minions? Because that was the damage of the character you're controlling, right? Minions are just being used as narrative aids right now. <clears throat> can I take it for shooting? Or do we want the enemies to be able to get their turn so they can get in the wrong place? I think that you should take it for aiming. So basically... Right now, just be sitting there and start to spin up the gun. Uh, like I'm pulling cover the, the gun? <laughs> not yet, right? Right now, we're just a cargo skiff idling around, and the explosion's going, and there's another weird engine noise that is probably not going to come out over the explosions. And I figure your turn could literally just be to maneuver and sit there like this, and then my turn is going to be driving the skiff in through the fucking thing. Because, yeah, we made the enemies to start responding to him. Two maneuvers to spin up the gun so that you have uh, your double aiming for your next combat. Okay. Okay. Enemy turn number one has uh, one group of stormtroopers. Full stormtroopers? Stormtroopers. Cut. You got this, OB. You got this so bad, OB. <laughs> <laughs> That's them taking pot shots at the roof. I'm expendable. Uh, actually, give me that yellow dice. Yeah. And uh, flip one of those dark side points to a lightsaber. Oh. So that was just the one squad firing? That is one squad firing. And how many squads are there? There are three other squads, essentially. Okay. Um, this gets weaker as you pick off people in the squad. Mm-hmm. Ryan! The stormtroopers spotting you respond with military precision and might. Aiming up, they fire. First off, one of them immediately huffs up a flashbang that explodes in your face. Not to hurt you, but blinds you. And actually, you know, your not well-trained men start shouting about what's going on. And you hear the blaster fire going off, even as the spot's clear from your eyes. And you see all three of your men gunned down in front of you before you take a hard hit of six damage. I have a soak of five, so that's one damage. You were all taking a setback die for the flashbang in the face. Okay. Play your turn. I, I'm gonna gun it through the, the barricade now. Just like, oh, oh, thump. And again, I'm trying to just prop it in a spot in front of the landing pad that will allow everybody in this uh, thing to have defense. 
I'm going to ask for an easy pilot check, pilot planetary. And so that's one of these? Yes, but you're going to flip one of those and make it a red one. Okay. Okay, can I aid him because he's trying to flip this? Yes. Mm. So then. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so success, success, advantage, 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 advantage. Alright. <laughs> so that's two success and four advantage. And what can I spend those on? <laughs> what do you want to spend it on? Uh, I'm gonna see what the book recommends here. Uh, then I'm gonna wing it. <laughs> yeah, just wing it. Kids <laughs> with the book. <laughs> um, you know what? I think I'm going to spend that so that I want everybody on this skiff to gain and for until the end of my next turn to gain uh, one more defense. Considering I'm literally trying to park this thing, so, you know how earlier I, I wanted my cool so that I'd have a more permanent thing? Yeah. And so, for one more, for one round, I want it to be a two, and then it'll kind of settle and be back down to the one that I got from the other one. Yeah, I'm okay with that. So, I'm just literally just, gun it through the thing, shout, as I plow through the gate, and at this point, I figured that the, the Cloth is just waving off of the uh, <laughs> you know, already revved and spitting uh, Gatling gun here, and I'm just gonna tilt this thing right in front of you know, the, the the lander way. He's already leaning into it with me, and as soon as I'm in position, I'm just gonna fire the reverse brakes, rocket slide into position, and I guess would be the end of my turn as I'm dropping out with the friggin' heavy debt thing on and I'm now in the gun's meter. Your rebel man is coming up with you to help you carry that? Yes. In response to his yeehaw, I'm going to do the through passion I gain strength. <laughs> Those of you on the skiff or nearby can spot at the very far end of uh, of this landing pad platform area. At like an extreme distance, one of the scant walkers has turned towards this sudden commotion. <laughs> Big pillar of fire. <laughs> Play a tune. That leaves me. Yes, yep. it does. How close is the nearest batch of stormtroopers? I'm gonna say the nearest batch is close range. Mm-hmm. They were shooting at him. Cool. So I can move and engage in melee. Yeah. Cool. Congratulations. This is what we brought you for. <laughs> <laughs> you get him, Obi. <laughs> get him. Unfortunately, means you're moving out of cover. But <laughs> for two, average add one for two weapon fighter. Okay. One success. One triumph. One advantage? Advantage. Yeah. Yep. So one success, one triumph, and one advantage. Yep. How much damage? Did I need to have three advantages to, to trigger the second weapon damage? And is this a group of minions? Yeah. So if I just trigger a crit, doesn't that just kill them? It kills one of them for sure. Question? Is that minigun in range of... Is the AT in range of the minigun? No. No? So what's currently in range of the minigun? Stormtroopers. Yeah. TIE Fighters. Just long range, not extreme. Okay. And the AT is at extreme? I'm going to resolve this first. Well, the reason I was asking is because it, what his triumph can be applied to is upgrading any allied character's next check. It might be worth our while to upgrade the check of the guy with the minigun. Okay. I'm still trying to figure out the two weapon fighting thing first. You have to spend two advantage or a triumph kit with your second weapon. Okay. So, two advantage or a triumph. I only have... One advantage and a triumph. So, um, call it spend it on. Make him bloody. Make him bloody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and, and so I add it all together, right? Yeah. Damage. All my damage. So that's 14 with a pierce of 2. 
in a flurry, uh, a blinding flash of blade and vibroblade, you cut down three of the four stormtroopers. Okay. <laughs> One of them is just going to stand there with a this is TK919. I need help. I need help right now. <laughs> You're bashing that right son. <laughs> Through strength, I gain power. <laughs> All right, so TK919's actually already had his turn. Uh, and uh, so another group of them uh, who was kind of running down towards you guys from uh, the hangar bay garage type area, another group of four. Oh, they're shooting the robot. The robot just took down three people and went shots. <laughs> That's what's being rolled against you. That looks like it's going to hurt. <laughs> uh, one of the yellows down. Spending a destiny toy. <laughs> so, you're taking 11 damage before soak. Okay. As uh, four stormtroopers running towards you, open fire on them and take a, a barrage. You, you attempt to deflect some of them with your swords, which I don't know if you actually can do, but you're a Jedi now. So. <laughs> I assume I also sacrificed all skiff cover when I jumped out. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I also didn't spend one of my... Oh, yeah. sure. uh, so I'm going to pass that to with one can I do our next player gets next a boost player, yes. Yep. alright so next player gets a boost die. we currently have three enemy slots left as we go through the last two and then up to uh, the top again the TIE pilots spotting you guys turn to open fire at the skiff which means that they're taking two setback die so they open fire at you guys on the skiff goes wide makes you by a mile the skiff blocks a few, acting as a, you know the table turned over in a bar fight type kind of shield. And then the last squad of stormtroopers, they're going to be shooting at the skiff as well. So, aim at Gar. Gar is going to take 9, 10, 11, 12 damage as uh, one of them manages to just get a shot over the edge of the skiff as you hunker down and it catches you in the shoulder. So, with a soak of 5, 7... So that puts me to eight wounds. And then for the uh, going back up to the top of the round, the unused enemy slot is the ATST walker on the extreme range. And he starts chugging his way towards you guys, moving into long range. Play the turn. Alrighty, I'm gonna take it, and I'm gonna start firing, and I'm gonna use a destiny point. <laughs> firing at uh, the ATST and one of the groups of stormtroopers. You picked your targets? I have to say if I'm going to be attacking multiple for if I trigger auto fire. All right. Because if I if I don't say and I trigger auto fire, it has to go with the same target. All right, cool. Please God. Shit. So auto fire didn't trigger. Six successes. Six. Okay. So that is eighteen with one pierce. So on seeing this thing come forward, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that you guys have this thing set up on a, a swivel turret. Maybe you can't get 360, but you get a bit of range of motion to this. Mm-hmm. And you, Roscoe, wheels this thing in, clicks in, and just starts to like a. You've already got it spinning up, so it doesn't even have the like. It's immediately just starts ripping out. High velocity rounds fly out and carve through this thing. Molten slag flies off of its legs as you literally carve through the leg, bringing it around to the other side, carving half off of the other one, and then up through the cockpit itself, and the thing goes down, exploding in a second column. Next player slot. I'm picturing that I will take the last one because I need to be starting to clear this thing, right? Oh, so uh, you guys need to clear as many as possible. Can I run my maneuver to aim for the next round? Yes. Okay, okay and I can <coughs> aim and then shoot, right? Yep. Yeah. Alright, so I'll do that. So that's a boost die. Are you shooting at the one lone guy or one of like the groups? Um, I'll shoot at one of the groups. 
That guy's probably the better. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's probably the better option if I can distract them, you know. Okay. Well, you probably knew some of the guys that went down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You still got that one setback die from being all flashbang. Does he get a bonus die for being elevated? Yeah, I'll give him that. I'll right. definitely give him that. And I have two advantage and two success. Two advantage and two success on a sandwich? Five, so seven is the total. You cut down one of them, uh, knocking one of the groups down to uh, three stormtroopers. Feel free to describe your shot how you wish. All right, so I take a second to sort of recover after being flashbanged and realizing that most of them are now looking at the skiff that has just come through and <laughs> mowed down an ATST. <laughs> I take my opportunity to go for nah, for you know, with nah being all of my dead friends and <laughs> pull the trigger. Alonzo, <laughs> I loved you. <laughs> you weren't stairs. Hey, <laughs> you take that guy out. Yeah, and I put a blaster right through his imperial head. Good. Our lone stormtrooper in the first squad, kind of in terror, almost just does like the wild look, <laughs> and misses you completely. He generated threats. In fact, <laughs> took some strain and hurt him. <laughs> Player turn. I guess that's me. Sure. Question for you. Okay. Group of three. How close are they to me? You can make it to them. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Alive. <laughs> I'm alive. <laughs> Kill three of them. Tell the tale. <laughs> <laughs> so this group is just two successes. So total damage is eight with two pierce. Okay, you take two of them out too. And I'm picturing literally like a droid running. <laughs> um, you know, two arms out to the side. The fan move the cuts two of them down as you slide to a stop in front of this now lone stormtrooper. Through power, I gain victory. <laughs> I love this story. I don't know why that vet guy gave up this gun. He's <laughs> 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 a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why he did either. <laughs> the TIE pilots are taking another shot at the skiff again. Mostly because they don't want to draw the droid's attention. <laughs> I haven't gone yet. They're still sucking their two setbacks. <laughs> you, sir. What? I'm going to get you a hat that says Munchkin. <laughs> I'm going to get last initiative. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Brasco, take ten damage as one of them hits you. That's fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can eat more. Yep. Brasco's meaty. It's nice to have soak. Yeah. Isn't it? How much soap do you have? Five. Five? This is a nice change from playing Jad, who prior to just getting the padded armor now only had a soak of two. Yeah, me too. I had a soak of three and I'm up to a soak of five. Now I'm up to three. I still have two. Oh, Vex still has two. Brosco is. Mm. He's eating his Wheaties, man. I'm <laughs> just picturing Brosco as like a slightly, only slightly toned down version of the heavy. Alright, <laughs> player turn. Um, Is this the last one? This, this is, is the last player turn. I rolled my discipline check to basically clear the fucking firefight of open ground here. I produced two success and a threat. May I offer a suggestion on how you could spend that? Sure. It looks like I might be fine to be clearing across here, but I could see other buddy being cut down to literally, like, I don't, he doesn't get his action. The guy that's helping me clear the distance. 
Okay. Because if I the threat has to go somewhere, it would feed me. Yeah. I, I was hoping to be able to ask him if he had like a stim pack or anything else like that. But I could spend the threat to basically say that no, he's literally just. <laughs> <laughs> Does that work for you? Because I was actually willing to flip a destiny point to say like, do you have a stim pack? But I'm I'm willing to spend the threat to say, what do you want the stim pack for? The peel. You're not hurt, are you? Oh, you are hurt. Yeah, significantly. Seemingly. Yeah, no, he does not have a stint back, definitely. Well, but, um, yeah, I was, I was just saying that I, I, I would have been willing to spend the destiny point to ask him kind of thing, but I'm just saying that right now, if a, would it be a decent way to spend this threat to say that he's too freaked out to do a standard action and can only just run with me? I'm going to do this threat a bit differently. I'm going to say that if you want the stint pack, spend the destiny point for it. Okay. In that he is going to get grazed, not dead, but he gets hit hard and sort of slumps to the side, and seeing this kid that you know is really not a fighter wears on you, and you're taking one strength. Okay. Um, Eustace! Is he still... uh, He's still with you. He's he's still powering along with you. Alright, so I'm gonna see him, basically, as we start to come around, like, the giant minigun firing on the side, AT explosion there, like, giant blossoms of, like, Mm -hmm. aerosolized blood coming over by the droid. And it's like, oh, I can do this. And I, you know, I step out, and the moment that I step out, the other guy's got the other half of the, the bomb bag there. He just nails it, and it's just like, oh, get up, son! And I grab him, the two of us start moving. As we're running, I'm going to ask him, you got a stim pack on you? <laughs> he manages to pass one over to you. I, I kind of motion to my, basically like my side as we're running kind of thing. And so, how many range increments do I have till the uh, shuttle? I'm going to say that you can make it there. Okay. So, we can make it there, and can he stim me? He can stim you, so he stims you up, and that's going to be five hit points to you. Okay. And you guys slide in, and the bag slams down, and uh, I'm actually going to call the to be continued here, as we land at 1230. Sure. Thank you for listening to the Rogues Alliance Actual Play Podcast. For character bios, fan art, and more, check out our wiki page at roguesalliance.wikia.com. Music and sound effects are owned by LucasArts, Lucasfilm, Valve, The Walt Disney Company, or are from the sites freesound.org, freesfx.co.uk, and tabletopaudio.com. Questions and comments can be sent to Feedback at roguesalliance.ca. Tune in every two weeks for more of our ongoing adventures as we blow stuff up, learn rules, and generally have a good time.